Welcome to meeting number six of Frodgen Town Council. Um, we do have a part A and a part B this evening, so the members of the public that are joining us for part A, we will ask you to leave before we start our part B discussion item. So, agenda item number one is apologies for absence. Joe, do we have apologies? We have, we've got apologies from Councillor Pennington um, for personal reasons and Councillor Wood for personal reasons. Thank you. Uh, agenda item number two is declarations of interest. Does anybody have any declarations of interest to declare on the agenda this evening? No, none. Okay. Agenda item number three is approval of the minutes. Um, so these have been circulated. So this was the minutes from Full Town Council meeting held on the 17th of November. It was the 27th. 27th, sorry for the typo. No, that's my. <laughs> Is everybody cited on those minutes and happy for me to yes, sign? Yeah. 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 Okay. And the second set of minutes to be approved is from the Full Town Council meeting held on the 8th of January. Everybody happy for me to sign those? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then not until the end. I'll do those for you, Joe. Thank you. Uh, agenda item number four is our standing orders. And we're going to suspend standing orders for agenda item, items number five, six, and seven. To enable uh, PCSO Neil Flanagan, Neil, oh, Neil Flanagan, even, and our councillors from Cheshire West and Chester to participate. Uh, so, item number five, Neil, is your policing report. So, thank you so much. We received that, that report. Okay. Um, do you want me to read any of it out, or do you just want to? I'll take questions then, based on my report. If there's no questions, that's great. That would be. <laughs> Does anyone have a question? Yeah. I've got a question, mainly because one of the items on here has a personal reference to myself and my son. Uh, there was a motorbike stolen on Hawthorne Road and um, because he couldn't get it started, they decided to set fire to it. Oh. Now we've just got that sorted out, I've got the insurance sorted, etc. Uh, but I noticed on the report that there's quite a few one or two motorbikes, motor scooters, Besides bicycles, etc., but now you see some big powered stuff yeah. that they're taking. Um, do we know where we are from a police point of view? As do we have we identified the people? Um, we've got we've got with with some of the push bikes, we've got an idea who it is, and two males were arrested yesterday. Yeah, over certain incidents mm. uh, that are listed on here. Whether they're responsible for the motorbikes as well, yeah. I don't know. And my involvement was purely to catch them yesterday. Yeah. I, I've ID'd one of them at a particular incident. Um, there was a burglary, and I have the, the CCTV footage inside the house shows the two males, one of which I can clearly identify. So yeah. both of those were arrested yesterday. But I think there's a number of incidents that <coughs> will have been put to them, but they were interviewed yesterday and I've, I've not had an update off. So they may, they may possibly admit to other they, events. They might, whether, uh, whether the motorbike ones, the certainly push bike ones yeah, that were yeah. being put to them, I would imagine they're probably responsible for some of the, some if not all, the motorbike ones as well. So, so for, my, for my understanding, if I want to find out more from that, if I if we go back to the original crime number, yeah, and speak to them and see whether anything's been done yeah. on that point of view relating to that particular incident, yeah. yeah. And if you don't know the officer, if you email me with, yeah. the, with the crime number, yeah, I'll find out which officer is the steal and get them to, to contact you. All right, thank you, I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Question. Um, I know that you don't necessarily follow all the local social media. I don't follow any, not any. Uh, but uh, over the last few days, <laughs> there's been uh, some CCTV footage of young people jumping over fences. Those were the two that were arrested. Oh, they were hopping over fences funny. to avoid us yesterday morning. And I've spoken to okay. two lots of residents who came to my police surgery last night who showed me the footage, and it clearly is the same. Two males that were arrested. Yes. So it's at the and end of Manor Road. Road. Yeah. 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 Oh, this is a slightly different location. Oh, wait, wait, maybe it's. Yeah. It's Manor Road and Ashton Drive. The, the, yeah. The two yeah. have been hopping. Yeah. Yeah. And there's another one broken in the head over the fence. Yeah. <coughs> You've got that. That's oh, no, there was only two that I've seen. I haven't seen a oh, third male. There was, there was a third male 
Yesterday they were trying to get into any properties, just although I did say to the people that reported it, I wouldn't put it past them. If there was something there while they were there, they'd have, they'd have had, had off with it. But yeah. Um, yeah, they're the same two males that were, were dealt with. And I think if we can get a result with them, a lot of what's on here, you, you know, you won't even see next month. Because no. I think there are two-man crime wave at the moment. Um, I just the good news about the community feed watch group. Um, yeah, yeah, really, yeah, um, yeah. John, John Lloyd's, yeah, mm -hmm. is uh, it's the second second meeting that I've had to inform people of someone passing within the policing community. Although John didn't work for Cheshire Police in a paid capacity, he was a police support volunteer since twenty twelve, and um, sorry. Um, he was a, a good friend and um, it's just a shock that he, he went so suddenly. Um, his funeral's on the Tuesday the 6th of Feb. Um, so um, yeah, he's, he's a big, he'll be a big loss for me. But yeah, community spirit, it's got to go on and he, he'd kill me if he it didn't go on. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to continue. We've got some training sessions planned and I know some of you from here are, are going to be attending, which is brilliant. And uh, thank you very much for sharing the surgery dates as well. Yeah, no problem. Helen, do you think you should put something on our website about John? Because he did. We did discuss that. Okay. Yeah, we will. We did agree at the last meeting, so we'll make sure. I'll do that, okay. I'll do that tomorrow, do that. Okay. Smashing. Thank you. I've got a quick question. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, Steve. Uh, colleague Steve. Steve. Yeah. He put a note out just before Christmas about the. You got four by fours, you can walk, please stop me to have something roll well, plan. Yeah. And then I went round to some of the fathers and we all sort of said, Yeah, we'll do it. But we've heard nothing yet, so Alright. We saw that on the Facebook post and we said, Yeah, come and contact us and then Right, I'll chase that up with Steve. <coughs> yeah, because it's we're all willing to do it, so Yeah, okay. So four by fours, please. Just have to give you a shout and I'll, I'll distribute. Yeah. I'm sure we've got some of those in the uh, in the station. Oh, yeah. so um, yeah, I'll uh, but I'll I'll speak to Steve and see where we're up to with it. Cool. Good. Okay. So Neil, thank you Good very much. Time. All right. Thanks yeah. very much. Good to, good to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll escape while I can. See you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, so uh, moving on, agenda item number four. This is requests from members of the public to speak. And we do have some members of the public with us this evening. I'm going to start with Thank the gentleman here. <laughs> uh, my name is Mark Gilson. I'm chairman of Red Wine Bowling Club. And I'd just like to come down and thank you all personally for the grant that you gave us towards a new mower. So much appreciated. So I'd just like to do things personally. I know you've been thanked via our treasurer, but I've come down to say thank you. And if you want to learn how to play bowls, <laughs> uh, it's £30 a year and we've got a good green. So uh, we can do with some new members because we are tailing off a little bit. Okay. So anyway, that's oh, all. Brilliant. Thank you so much for coming down. Thank you. We're trying to encourage everybody, but the younger generation don't seem to want to bother play bowls. Too much with mobile phones. Uh, the older generation is getting older. Uh, and actually, I'm one of the youngest, and I'm 58. Yeah. Uh, but no, we're doing okay. We're surviving on grants and other things. And uh, well, we've we put a new pavilion up uh, two years ago with a grant that we got from another council, grant member. Uh, and we're applying for another grant because we're doing a disabled car park. So that's in the pipeline as well. So uh, we're improving things because it was mm. a bit of a mess down there when I took over. But we're getting it all nicely now. Excellent. So if you know anyone that wants to play bowls or you've got children, 
bring them down, see Mark. Fabulous. Anyway, thank you very much. Thank you. 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 Thank yeah, great, thank you. I've been having to do with the Arts Centre for about 40 years now, but anyway, um, the gist of it is we're, we're a small self-funded charity, and, and uh, we, we do all right. We did all right until the pandemic, mm. and then we had to close, so we put everything in the courtyard. Um, but then, then with the, the, the energy price hike, um, it puts us in real risk of extinction because Keeping this place warm, warm and lit um, is several grand a year, which suddenly got doubled. So that's the reason I'm here. Um, so what we've we've we we put LEDs in everywhere. We've done all we can, but unless we make some step changes, things aren't going. We're, we're still teetering. So solar panels on the roof. Despite these trees, we are assured that there is enough light to get us a good saving monthly investments in place. So that's me that's me pitch. I mean what, what we do is provide all these all these little workshops for people people occupy and so lovely lovely that's for them. And everybody who comes here and enjoys the artwork and enjoys the um, ambience of the place, that's what we're trying to maintain. It's fabulous. So fabulous. I, I know there's calls on your money and this, that and the other, so um, <coughs> I'm not jumping up and down on that check, but any help you can give us would be gratefully received. Well, it's on the agenda tonight, so so let's hope um, there'll be a positive response to you. Okay. <coughs> Martin, thank you very much, Peter. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you for your time. Cheers. Um, I'm just <coughs> I wanted to talk a little bit about the heritage boards because I wasn't sure that this has been covered for the town council. Um, or whether Lucy was going to talk about this. So if, I, if you were, Lucy, I don't want to tread on your toes. Oh, no, So, um... There is a meeting for the Heritage Boards on Wednesday, on Wednesday of yes, this week. This yes, evening, yes. yes. Right. Um, there was a meeting before Christmas um, uh, to which uh, members of the Heritage Boards Working Party, who are sort of affiliated to the History Society, came and Lucy came, um, uh, and there were two Cheshire West employees who came. And Georgia. Yes. Um, uh, the purpose of the boards is to upgrade the information. They are looking quite old and tired. They're nearly 20 years old. Uh, active Travel would like to use a few of the boards to promote Active Travel. The final decisions on which boards hasn't been set in stone. So from the Historic Boards Working Party, we're looking at what information might go on them. Um, <clears throat> previous boards are quite small print, quite dated, and some of them are just duplicates of each other. Uh, so the intention would be that there, it would be different information on each board with a QR code to link to more information. Um, what we don't know is uh, what the costs are, and I don't know what the time scale is, nor do I know where the QR codes will, where that, how that would work and where the information would be held. So all that might be hammered out on Wednesday, but I just want the council to know that it's happening. Yeah. And the intention of the history panels would be to um, help people find Castle Park, because that's probably a jewel in the crown, and it would encourage visitors to migrate to Castle Park and just to um, encourage people to look around and see what fantastic heritage we have and to help them understand things that, you know, how Hodgson's changed in the past, you know. We had our own really fantastic cinema on Church Street, but that has now gone. We used to have a jam factory, there was a cattle market with cows coming off the trains, things like that, so it will be, yeah. it won't be as much information, it'll be less information and more stories around that and the QR codes will link into a little bit more, yeah. possibly not immediately. So, 
It's good. Just come in on that, because before I came here, I've just been in a meeting with uh, Heritage for Joint Cheshire Councils, and some of the work they're doing, they're working on digitalising a lot of the content that's held in archives across both of the councils. So potentially, it would be an opportunity to link in with Fresh's Historical Society and have that displayed in a format that people can access it and maybe, maybe it can link into the heritage boards as well. So we can maybe explore it further on Wednesday. So that project's called GEMS and 20 sites have been expressed interest. Fudgeon and Helsby separately have expressed interest. Um, and we did, the History Society did say they would be interested in being part of that. And the nitty gritty has to be worked out. Yeah. yeah, it does. Right. Thank you, Fiona. Appreciate that. Yeah. Do you call me sir? Do you? I do call you sir. I um, know my place. Well, uh, unfortunately, um, you could say, in my normal joke about if so, you in the middle and a silent death on the end. Um, I'd like to talk about three things here tonight. Well, and they're a little bit wide open to some areas. Uh, the first one, very quickly, is I would support the grant to the art centre to do anything to ensure that this organisation can both survive and then flourish. Ideally, if the 24-25 budget could be used on something similar, so that the town can actually see something demonstrable, that would be good as well, please. Uh, the next one is the uh, part B, freedom of friendship. I don't know if anybody realises but where this comes from, the freedom of the city or, or a uh, borough. It comes from medieval times where it is actually a freedom from serfdom, hence the comment about serf. Are we not now living in an area where that has all come and gone? Should we really be doing something like that? £500 in a time when people are using food banks that has discredited on the system? Is this really a good use of both the council's money, our money, and also the image that it creates? It's arcane. We have this discussion over the benches and names on them. We no longer have a, a mayor. This just harps all the way back to something that really shouldn't exist. Okay. I'd like you to consider that. And equally, I would like one of the councillors to request a name vote to place in that part B. Something that comes to court. Um, the third item comes on to merging the committees. Now, without being in any way offensive, there are only two functions for the council. One is to maintain itself in order to deliver services to the public. After sitting through <coughs> the meetings last Monday, where the first meeting took five minutes, then we sit around for 25 minutes, and then we have, what was it, uh, 12 or 18? 11. Oh, 11, sorry. Um, <coughs> Perhaps, while well, you're considering this, that this should just be reduced to one committee to deal with, so, so in effect, services to the public, one to keep the council running, and a general council as well. But combined with that, I think it would be good for the public to see what working groups you have, who the memberships are of those working groups, and also some brief minutes taken by the chair of that. Does that be anything official? Just a little scribble, so we all know what is actually happening on our behalf. Um, by reducing the number of committees, and as you know, I also pointed out at the budget setting meeting that 40% of the precept goes on staff and admin costs. If you reduce the number of committees, does that then make it a, a, a reasonable activity to then review what you're spending that 40% on? Um, somebody mentioned disabled car park a moment ago. Red line. Red line. That would also be good if that could be supported, so anything that's inclusive is Because, as you know, you've already picked up the idea of including uh, people in care homes, so they are inclusive. We need to do more for disabled people. Okay, thank you very much. 
discussion. Thank you very much, Ian. Okay, and um, we move on to agenda item number seven, which is uh, Cheshire West and Chester Council Councillors. Um, and we have received a written report from um, Mike and Lucy. So, are there any questions councillors might have before I let Mike just give it a, a brief summary, or Mike and Lucy a brief summary? Are there any specific questions that need to be raised? No, no specifics. Okay, that's, so, that's, that's great. <laughs> um, the, the only thing I would like to add to it, and within the, the report under matters of interest, um, I've spoken about Cheshire West supporting the solar panel bid that's been made by the Arts Centre, Catching the Sun. Um, I sit on the innovation panel and spoke in support of the application, and they received quite a sizable amount. Now, I've not put the amount in because I'm not quite sure <laughs> at what level of confidentiality it still is with them. Have you? Have you? Um, and, and I personally supported this as an individual as well because I think it's a, a, a great initiative. Not only will it support the continuing use of this as a centre, it's a wonderful centre, it's a space that we don't use enough, um, we need to use it more, but it also harnesses uh, the energy efficiency and our concerns for the environment with climate emergency that's, that's going on. And I, and I would just ask when you come to discuss the item, you look favourably on it, because it's not for short of the amount that's needed to actually install the solar panels. And I think it'll be, it'll be wonderful. Anything that we can do, working together, both as Frontier Town Council and Cheshire West, to improve Frontier and to improve Castle Park, to improve everything, has to be a value and benefit. And I really look forward to working with you on the Town Council in, in the coming 12 months, because there's some really great ideas coming from Frontier Town Council for making Frontier even better than it's, it currently is. And, and so that's about all. If there's no questions from you know from you to me, sorry. Apologies, I was writing. So oh, right. when, <laughs> I, I've got two questions really. Yeah. One is there's been a lot of talk recently about the uh, waste uh, site in Fosham, uh, and uh, it's been discussed two or three times in various committees about the fact that it should really not be in the centre of Fosham, which we know. Uh, and I know you're working quite well with uh, to, to sort this out and have a, another location. Any idea when that might come to fruition, or is this going to be one of those things that we talk about for the next five years and then we still be, you know, demonstrating that we haven't done anything, yes. or Black haven't done anything? Yeah. I, I, I totally agree with the council because this has been spoken about for the last five years. Let's not try and talk about it for the next yeah. five years. Um, some of the challenges that Cheshire Waste face in trying to relocate it is the available land because everyone's got some ideas about where it should be mm. and they're all very good suggestions but then the land is privately owned and it's actually then buying it using compulsory purchase powers or even negotiating with the landowner but the prices that are being requested they're just not, they cannot be supported. So the work is going on. There are some, op some options on the table. Um, Lucy and I have been assured that those plans which will come to public consultation will be very, very soon. They've got a good, clear idea where it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, there have been some changes implemented which hit social media about the new layout, which as a result of a health and safety inspection, which did cause grave concerns. And Lucy and I have raised that with the head of, of the department responsible for environmental services. And what that person is doing, and I've not put this on social media, because I felt, and I do feel, that the first place that should hear about this are yourselves here in Frontier Town Council. And then, you know, if you want to disseminate it, what, what I say here, or what Lucy says, then it's entirely for you. But I think it's right and proper that you as the elected representatives get to hear this first. Because yeah. what the head of the environmental service is doing is monitoring that for a period of six weeks. And it's a tight time scale for six weeks. In six weeks' time from when, it's, when the changes were implemented, Lucy and I will be meeting with them to discuss the concerns. The concerns being the queues that built up. Now, I feel it was perhaps the wrong time to say, oh, there's always going to be queues, because it was immediately after Christmas when there is a great demand on that recycling centre. Also, whether the operators there, who are subcontracted from Cheshire West, um, are providing an adequate service to the visitors and users of the recycling centre. In other words, they should be helping people. They should be. If individuals don't, they're going to be reminded of their contractual obligations. Questions have also arisen about people being able to walk in on foot and deposit rubbish. 
that's always been the case that they were allowed to do it mm. and if you go to the site at the side behind those recycling bins which are on the front there's actually a sign which says pedestrian entrance yeah. I don't know whether, and I was unable to determine in the meeting we had recently, whether that now, because of the changes, because of health and safety, and essentially the health and safety executive went to a site very similar to Frodsham's in Tatton Hall and said, we can't have this, this is totally unsafe. Now, it would be wrong to ignore the recommendations, albeit there are recommendations from the health and safety executive, because if anything happened, then the person who was injured or hurt in any way would have a very strong case to sue the council because it shouldn't have been implemented. Also, whether the layout is correct, again, that's going to be part of this, this review. But the new, wherever it is, the new centre will not involve you having to climb steps to deposit rubbish. The access to the skips, the bins themselves, will be on level where you are, so you can just throw it in. You will not have to climb up steps. So hopefully that will come soon. Its exact location will be part of this public consultation, and until such time as the council have signed everything off, we can't disclose where it's going to be. But certainly where it is at that point within Frodsham isn't the right location, and it needs to be somewhere else to avoid the queues and to enable to, people to use it safely. Can I just add? I used the tip. Yeah. The new layout, the, 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 the sort of like around the back, yeah. the loop, is a lot better. Yeah. I know it's this, this, this situation and coming around that really sharp corner, around the back of the health skeleton, is it? That, that, that's further. But the actual layout yeah. of getting in and out is, it's I think, it looks smoother. Yeah. And I've got to say, the guys have been better as well, because very often they just sit there and watch them. Yeah. But the minute I put, they, they were there and they, took, they actually took the stuff out, I only opened the boots and oh, they just took it. <laughs> that, that, that's good to hear. And, and again, what, what I said is when the complaints have happened, there may be one jobs where you get it everywhere, don't you, who refuses to help. Yeah. Because when I've been there, people have helped. The other thing as well, which and what you said there, councillor, has reminded me, when you go there and they ask for um, proof of identification, that's, well, that's the wrong thing. They shouldn't be doing that. What they have to, have to satisfy themselves is, is that you reside in Cheshire West. That's all they need to do. If they're going to ask, you just need something which says, there's my address. Um, you know, that could be a drive, it could be a letter, it could be anything at all. Ah, right. Well, and I think one of the questions that Lucy and I had was, where is the art of discretion? Because people have to use discretion. What, what another one of the complaints was people were turning up because nowadays a lot of people have small vans as their mode of transport. Mm. They shouldn't be turning you away if you're saying it's household waste. Uh, an example that was brought to me was an individual who went there in a small van driven by a husband and all she wanted to throw away were two pillows and they turned the van away. Again, that should not be happening. If someone turns up and says it's just household waste, they should let them in. If someone turns up six times in a week in the same van saying it's household waste, then of course they, will take, they can take action. So it's down to discretion. And what's happened is I do know that the Head of Environmental Services has spoken with the people who run the company. And these small kind of little changes in behavior may be as a result of that. But rest assured, six weeks from when it first started, we're having that repeated find out exactly what has gone on, what, um, what the outcomes were. And I would hope that that would also give us a date as to when any changes or any public consultation will take place. I think that when they make the changes uh, based purely on what health and safety was saying about the tip, mm. didn't take them to the wider issue of like people who just want to get into the car park and can't. So, and some who get a bit frustrated will drive up the wrong side of the road and hope that nothing's coming the other way. <coughs> uh, it's unfortunate yeah. that that queue for the tip also affects car park uh, users. Again, council, that's a very good point. And that, that was raised about people who've mm -hmm. gone, joined that queue and then have missed trains or buses or connections with other things, other appointments and so on. And that's been addressed as well because it's, it, it needs to be improved and there can be no doubt about that. And, and going back to what was said at the start of this, we can't allow this to drift on for any longer than, is, than, than we can because we've been waiting for donkey's years for it. It's been a topic of conversation for as long as I can remember now, so we do need to take action.
Mark? Yeah, yeah. Uh, should we be concerned what's going on with Cheshire East? With Cheshire West? Because Cheshire East are going to service it at 144 very soon. They're going bankrupt, aren't they? So, so Cheshire West have just announced that they have been able to provide a balanced budget for the next 12 months. Right, so we shouldn't there's, be concerned. There's one in five councils in the country that are in grave difficulties <coughs> right. as, as we currently speak. Okay. However, uh, Cheshire West are very aware of the position of the councils are in and budgets are being doing more with less right. and it, the, the officers are being very proactive with making sure that the decisions we make today mean that we It is a concern Lucy obviously because parish councils are being asked to run that you know contribute towards the running of the libraries, the tips, services. Yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. You know, yes. so forewarned is forearmed. Yeah. I think, so I think that's it. We've got to be concerned because that's the direction of travel. And I think um, one of the, the challenges for us, and I think today 40 members of parliament have written to the Prime Minister saying you've got to release more funds. I think it's funding for local government is what is important. And the future direction of travel I would like to see is that more funding is given over a period which is not, you know, a couple of weeks before you have to announce a balanced budget and you get told what your budget from central government is. I would like to see that a, a fairer funding system over a longer period of time, whether that be three or five years, is introduced so you know where you're working. Because if we were able to say to Flodgham Town Council, for example, this is the amount of funding you have got for the next five years, then you yourselves can make some more long-term decisions you can say right okay this is where we want to see ourselves so it is it is right that everyone in in our role as elected representatives should be concerned about funding because we've got to be very mindful but as as lucia said for the next 12 months and looking ahead cheshire west because of uh, prudent savings over a period of time and not dipping into its savings we can produce a balanced budget okay and i want to say as well a lot of the pressures are to do with health and social care and to do with inflation and the amount of the things that, that, that weren't set in price when budgets were set for are now more expensive. Cheshire West has their first a million pound child, costing a million pounds a year. So, so some of the things moving forwards are looking at how, how can things like that be brought more in-house so mm. we don't have these external companies that are profiting from things. Cheshire West have written to the government minister to request that a cap is, is put on well, on the amount that these private individuals can charge for these services because it has, it has a huge impact, it's about over 50% of council budgets so when you get inflationary measures as well the, the impact is, is huge and then uh, the, the fallout of it is kind of when people are upset about grass vergers that aren't maintained as nicely as they could be and it's, it's Difficult decisions, but no, we are for now. Thank you. Just one, just one other point from me. <coughs> is, um, the situation on Manly Road. I know they're doing some work, and I appreciate it's, it's going to come down to funding. And I know they're doing some work on Manly Road at the bottom to try and make the verges more substantial. In other words, to support uh, when you go down the cover of Ben as opposed to up the hill. Um, but what's the situation with Black and Cheshire Police as regards introducing calming measures or something? Because from what I understand, and well before I joined the council, there's been a lot of discussions about the hazards on Manly Road itself and incidents that occurred in the past. So yeah. before Christmas, Mike and myself, we met with Karen, who is the cabinet member for highways. Um, but they are having a, high, a highways engineer has been coming out to have a look at it. I think the work that you can see on Manly Road at the moment is to do with a retaining wall yeah. that's at, at the cost, personal cost of a landowner. So that's not necessarily related to the wider work that we want to see on that road. But uh, Mike and I have been. I've been speaking with, with the highways agencies and that, that is under review. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Jason, did you? Yeah, it's just two points, really. Um, one of the ones that I've always said, I've been doing it, I've become a driving instructor recently. And if Cheshire West don't get these poles, so I know you've got budget issues and what have you doing, it's getting dangerous. People are swerving in front of people to dogs. Harry Lane, Manly Road, isn't it, is another one. It's, it's gone past because the holes are so deep. People are just naturally swerving it. Um, 
Ask to drive from here down to Manly. Height's dangerous. It's getting to the point now, it's gone. Well, they say that. I mean, they should have been doing field way back last year and were found by us and they haven't. Harry Lane's absolutely. There's a hole down there where you can actually get your foot into it. If you, if you actually look at the roadworks for the next couple of weeks on the report, every place got resurfacing workshops. Well, if somebody pulls in front of a learner driver, two weeks or five weeks. They're not done. It's, it's, it's absolutely dangerous. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think you're right, and I don't think you'd get anyone who would disagree with you there. That, that urgent repair works yeah. need to be undertaken. There have been pressures financially on it. Uh, there was a company which was subcontracted, which failed to meet its obligations. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a new company called Colas, who uh, are locally kind of, they've got a local depot. Um, and they are working hard to catch up. And as uh, Councillor Critchley has said, there's an awful lot of work being undertaken in the area over the, the coming weeks. It, it's very important. It's also very important that people need to report, uh, and that includes yourselves here, on the Cheshire West Reported app. The more times they're reported, it, it's good, and, and that's how it should be done. Um, but they have, they have to be repaired because, you're quite right, it becomes dangerous. It becomes dangerous for everyone, doesn't it, really? Yeah. And no efforts are being made. And COLAS, give them some credit. They are doing a good job, and they will try and get things done. They're probably not being done as quickly as all, all of us in this room would want them to be done, but we are making pro steady progress. And in fact, central government, we talking about the, the funding from central government, they did release a, a, a couple of million pounds. I think Cheshire has got about 1.2 or 1.8 million pounds. It sounds a lot of money, and it is a lot of money to us as individuals, but when you try and spread it out over the, all the potholes, it's not a huge amount. And what Lucy and I are waiting for is this second round of funding the highways department are looking at where to prioritise road repairs and potholes repairs. Oh, and we have pressed for more to be done in Frotchen. Thank you. I would say as well on some of these more rural roads, it's quite difficult to report them. So this morning I've been out down Kingsley Road, so the stretch just past the Traveller's Rest, going out down there, there's some really, really deep ones. Yeah. And everyone drives past them in the car, but there's no way to pull up your car. So I've kind of pulled my car this morning and I've gone along with my iPad and I've done, I've done that stretch. And I think it's where they are in these rural locations. You, you see them, but then nobody, there's no way for you to stop your car and get out and do them. So I think as, as councillors, you and Mike and I are working through some of these more rural so, I mean, some of the the road. And you've got nowhere to go. I mean, you can't kind of like run around them in the centre. If you go there to the road and you go down, you can well, you damage your vehicle. So yeah, you have to. Especially if it's been raining, it's a puddle. Yeah, yeah, you're 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 the next one is you're in the circle. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, that's just a question on that. It's just, just a sad. I'm asking if you know the answer, but perhaps you might be able to find it. Well, I just. The council outsource the work and not get the lads on the actual council books to do it. Surely it must be co-lads must be profiting from this at some point or whatever it is or several organisations. But it's like it's like they've still got a social care, isn't it? I mean once upon a time it used to be in there. Yeah. And that and everything got sourced out, you know, contracted out. Yeah. So and yeah. now it's coming full circle if they want sort of back into it. I think you're right. I think that Cheshire West under the current administration has a policy. And, and in fact there was a manifesto pledge about insourcing. What we're restricted by though is, well, two things essentially. First of all is contractual obligations which the council under previous administrations have entered into and we have to sustain. And the second one is about the uh, experience, <coughs> the ability, the access to machinery and expertise, knowledge and of course at this moment in time, whilst it would be a long-term ambition to bring things like road repairs in-house, and from a, a politically ideological point of view, that's something I would like to see. However, you should never forget, what we want to deliver for our residents is the best quality service and product that we can. And at the moment, Cheshire West in-house can't do that for Colas is a really as a, is a company which has got a high reputation and it's I think it's actually showing in the Frontier area where we see where they are doing the repairs they're doing them well so yes insourcing it's a great ambition but there are reasons contractual 
and also financial in terms of expertise, knowledge and equipment. That means at this moment in time, we can't, but it, it's, a good, it's a good idea. Okay, thank you. Oh, one last point, I'll let you go. No, this is Fraser House. I know there was, yeah. the residents around there spoke to me quite, quite a lot about it. I know the panel got rejected. I know you guys have done your bit. Just, I'm just, just not on record to say that I'm very disappointed okay. that the buildings are going ahead. Yeah, right. I think we're all disappointed by that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm interested to know how much it is costing Treasure Western Chester to uh, pay people whose cars are damaged to compensate them. That's a very good question, and in fact, I thought I maybe asked that in the try to get the figures for you. Uh, there is uh, this evening uh, an overview and scrutiny panel meeting in Cheshire West, and the last meeting that question was, was raised by the Cheshire West councillors about how much it's costing. And I don't have the answer, no. but I, I will get it, I will give it yeah. to the town clerk, and then the town clerk can, 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 uh, can circulate that to you all. So it's, okay. it's a, certainly a doable, yeah. I mean, a doable answer. It would yeah. have to be for the whole borough, yeah. I think we can't stress enough how much we want to work with FTC. Yeah. I think the collaborative approach is, is magnificent. And, th and thank you for trying to push that forward. I know, we've got some working groups coming up yeah. with, with quite a number of things, so thank you. So, moving us on then. Um, agenda item number eight, which is standing orders, and now we're going to reinstate standing orders uh, so we can continue with the rest of our meeting. Agenda item number nine, uh, most of these are to note, so this is our accounts. So just to note the expenditure in the nine, uh, that's part A, B, to note the income, um, which includes the transfer of 30,000 from the CCLA account. Let's see, to note the balance on the co instant access account as at the 31st of December, and that was 25,623 pounds, 73 pence. D, to note the balance of the co-op community account on 31st of December 2023, and that was £44,237.71. <coughs> to note the balance on the CCLA account on the 31st of December 2023, that was £158,954.54, which included a transfer to the co-op community account. Um, Joe has circulated the month nine account report pack if everyone's reviewed that, are you happy for me to sign that off? No. Yes. Okay, I'll sign that for you, Joe. Um, gee, we need to approve a councillor to check the January 2024 mm -hmm. bank statements against the bank reconciliations. Can, is anybody volunteering to do those accounts? Bernie? Uh, Bernie Wade. Thank you, Bernie. Uh, H, to note the closure of a bank account um, due to issues with digital functionality and inability to access bank statements. Uh, the last bank statement produced from that account was the 5th of May 2023. Uh, I, just to note that £25,623.73 was transferred to the current account on the 10th of January. 
And finally, to note that funds um, that the funds required to year end and would therefore have been taken out of the CCLA account with a loss of interest at the current 5.27% per annum on the CCLA account. That was very comprehensive, Joe. <laughs> There's a lot in there. So thank you very much. Uh, item number 10. This is a GDPR and Data Protection Act 2018. Um, you'll be aware that um, we had a subject access request um, and the report has now been completed. Uh, the cost of that subject access request was £375. Um, it took 15 hours for Joe to complete that report. And, and can I just add that £375 is the cost to the council? Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Uh, agenda item number 11. Uh, this is um, committee changes. So there's a proposal um, to consider disbanding Finance and General Purposes Committee and hold monthly full council meetings where all councillors would be summoned to attend. Yeah, this, this is my proposal. Um, when I'm thinking about this, I think those involved, and we, we moved to meeting once every two months on the same committees, but at that time, the amenities committee was quite big because we merged two committees to create that. The purpose of the Amenities Committee was always intended to be the management of our land assets, but it seems to have got more things added to it, and possibly because the Amenities Committee still meets every month. Um, what I was thinking was, the, fi the Finance and General Purpose Committee doesn't last very long. I think at the last meeting we only had four councils there, and we just basically rubber stamped everything. And so if we went back to having full council meetings once a month, more business would be dealt with by full council rather than by committees <coughs> and you know, working groups. Um, I, I'm not asking anybody to make a decision tonight, I'd like to go away and think about it. I envisage that if we do make any changes, it would be in the next council year, not, not immediately. I think you know, maybe you want to consider what um, Mr Parkin has said about how many committees we've got, but it, it's, it's a bit frustrating when you do, you know, five minutes on planning and sit around for 20 minutes. I just think if, if the business of the finance committee, it's not going to take any more input. The work is still the same quantity of work. It's just, I think, more efficient if it's done at a full council meeting. And things that do need urgent decisions, more likely to get done by full council. I mean, the, the other aspect that we've got is that we only allow eight members for each committee. So any council who isn't on the committee is basically disenfranchised because they only have six opportunities a year to um, vote on anything. Okay. So that, that was my thinking. Um, I'm, I'm interested to see what Ian said about the other committees. I don't know. It's an opportunity for us to go away and think about it and uh, you know, look at it at the next council meeting in where I'm Oh. Yeah, I know we joke yeah. to circulate something as well in terms of um, potentially why we have yeah. those or the variety mean, of the committees. It would need a little bit of administrative tinkering to sort mm -hmm. it out, but it doesn't affect the workload okay. of the council overall. It wouldn't reduce your staffing cost either because of the work that was still. No, no, it wouldn't. It's just mm -hmm. that more council business could be processed a lot more quickly if you've got a full council. <coughs> Rather than just like uh, final just four people turning up, so we've been core just to rubber stamp things. Lucy, uh, my comments are mainly around the amenities committee. So, so I see that as being more a committee that looks after land assets and with an environmental outlook. Uh, we've got working groups of that committee to take the the bulk of the workload out of meetings, so people can explore things in, in much more detail than you would do a meeting. If there were working groups of full councils, they would essentially become committees in themselves. So I think oh, keeping them no, working not. groups, working groups of the immunities committee, I think is the right place to put them because that's, that's the committee that looks at environmental things. 
So I would I would keep both committees. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we, sorry. It, it, I was just thinking that things are channel wide, like climate thing and actually travel. That, to my mind, is better for I thought. Can. Oh, but yes, we still need the working groups. I don't have any issues with working groups carrying on being working groups. It, it's just I think better if all councils have an opportunity to debate and vote on things. Well, Patrick. Uh, correct me wrong, but if there are vacancies on finance and general purposes, seven committee members. Yeah, there's one vacancy. So, we, you know, moving to a monthly full council, we've still got a vacancy on media and the general purposes suggest there's not a huge amount of interest in monthly. The other thing is, I believe high expenditure items have to come to full council anyway for approval. So, do you answer that? No. Do you want committees to approve? Uh, no. Um, amenities? No. Who amenities? No, within the budget. If you wanted to change the budget, that would need to go to full council. But if it's a budget-approved item, it doesn't need to go to full council. No, I think the problem as well with amenities committees that I think four councillors have disclosable, declarable interests. So there can be items where you've got a very small number of councillors eligible to vote because of the, the limit on the number of councillors that can be. Personally, my concern about disbanding finance for general purposes would mean that I am chair of both full council mm. amenities and planning, which I don't but believe if it is happened, healthy. if it happened in the next council year, mm -hmm. then we re-elect in chairs and vice chairs, then... Helen, can I just... Sorry, Bernie, Mr. Yes. I think the idea of the committees when I joined the council was that we didn't have long, lengthy full town council meetings, that we had the committees, they were the working groups, they were the people that did the work on the ground and then reported back to the town council and it works. I don't understand why you would want to disrupt something that is working and has done for the last few years. Okay. Don't I find it, I mean, it's, it's like um, Guinness Book of Records. And how quickly we can dismiss a meeting. And I don't think that's fair. And I'm not saying I want to be here till 10 30 at night and ordering the takeaway because that's where it used to be back in the day. Yeah. But I also agree with, with Judith that, that we need to include all of us in making those decisions. And it's also when something comes up in, in amenities or events or planning, that it. Well, we have to say that's more cancer, so we have to wait two months. And sometimes I think actions could be done quicker. If the, well, well it just, we've just ended up just disbanding every committee and disbanding everything. Every committee. We're talking about merging some and maybe just tweaking them, or maybe moving one thing. As you know, I mean, it is was about our land assets and not about active travel or the environment. They could be somewhere else. It's just about tweaking it because. I can't remember what we what we combined community and what two committees. And communities. And communities. Because there was so much duplication. Well, I for one don't really want to go back to three hour full town council meetings. Sorry. To be fair, they were based on Fraser House and scrap planning as well. Yeah, It has no purpose. It has no purpose at all. Well, mostly, I think we still have to serve the community and they don't expect to see planning. Yeah, but it's no voice. I might as well I might as well set them a stand out and watch them. Well they have to take the counter objections in the past. But um if people would just like to go away and think about it and listen to what uh, Ian has said as a member of the community. You know this council isn't here for us, it's here for us to serve the community. Yeah. Great. So let's think about it and um, if it could be on the agenda for the next full council meeting in March, that will give us time to think about. Yeah. But I'm not, not looking forward to make any extra to make whatever meetings we come to that you know more valuable. Okay, well, that gives us a chance to, to have a review and, and put our thoughts. <coughs> yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, the fact that it's now. We're not really pushing to fill the vacancies. But you know, really, does anybody want to be co-opted to a council where they're only going to have six opportunities a year to, to do very little? 
because if all the vote is done by committees and we don't allow all councils to get involved with committees then you don't have to be on the committee to come and help out. And you don't have you know, to people aren't on the committee. events committee. But, you know, come along and help. Mm. Yeah, but there's, lots, there's lots of working groups that are, yeah. are, have been set up for this yeah. year in particular. Yeah. I, I, I love yeah. the idea of working groups because they do all the donkey work Absolutely. and all the research. But the important thing for council who makes the decisions mm -hmm. okay. and how the decisions are made. So please, if you would just think about it. Okay, thank you very much. So I'm going to move us on to agenda item number 12, which is Frodham Solar. Um, and just to note uh, the update that's been provided by um, Frodham Solar. So I don't think we're going to see a consultation now until a little bit later on in 2024. I think we were expecting one in, in winter. Uh, agenda item number 13 is Frodham Artisan Market. Um, so there's a to note a brief report and proposal from Independent Street, who we've met on um, numerous occasions. Um, so he is, um, do we wish to approve holding a fraudulent artisan market on the last Saturday of every month? Uh, this would start on the 30th of March. So this would be completely separate to the current um, weekly market, which is held on a Thursday. Um, How will it be placed? An artisan market? You don't want them turning up selling pillars, blankets, socks. No, you know what I mean? It's got it's got to be an artisan market, yeah, not not anything from the Thursday market where it's selling. You, you know what I mean? So, so it'll be completely managed by Independent Street, but that will be um, in consultation with ourselves as yeah. well. So we would have oversight on that. Right. There'll also be, I think it's two stalls set out for community groups as well every week free okay. of charge. So, for instance, mm. the um, Red Line Bowling yeah. could come along yeah. and, and have a stall and promote kind of bowling mm. and the, the benefits of bowling. Other community groups, potentially historical society, uh, could come along to host and they'd be free of charge. But I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, it, it's it doesn't want to go down that different. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. and there'll be, um, as far as I'm aware as well, there'll be um, activities for children, there'll be entertainment, mm. okay. um, yeah, but completely yeah, separate. Okay. So I'll just get the couple of points. Um, have the residents of these three been consulted? They have. Oh, okay. Um, and the businesses. <laughs> well, the businesses tend. Oh, sorry, no, not until we prove it. Sorry, Joe. We have in mind to consult. Sorry, no, you were talking about it. People who rely on their um, parking permits to allow them to park there. Yeah. Um, second one, <laughs> after the Christmas festival, what about the, the clean-up after? Is that uh, is this um, company going to do all of that? <coughs> and the third thing, it's more for, for uh, Mike and Lucy, um, once again we'll be losing disabled parking spaces. Could Cheshire West consider having all the disabled parking spaces on the other side of the road? Okay. Because, it, I mean, every Thursday the disabled target space is taken over by the market. Yeah. So, as we do see, we've got to see if we're disabled target. Okay. I'm going to bring Jason in and then. Yeah, we'll so, yeah, it's just as I've been walking around talking to the businesses, I'm getting a mixed sort of response. And the concern is that they might be putting up stalls which might take away trade from what they're doing. Okay. So, I was. When I'm out, I'd like to give them assurances because he says in the thing they're going to complement the businesses and not compete. But he didn't say not, com not compete, but yeah. that, that's one of the concerns I'm getting back from the, okay. from the street. And I say full consultation will go into that with businesses as well. But I know um, from feedback we've had from, from Lisa from um, Independent Street is that a number of businesses have approached her to have stalls on. That, are, that also have shops. Oh, right, yeah, that's fine, yeah. Which, is, which is great. Yeah. But, but if, yeah. if there are stalls there that's competing, and there are objections, is there a clause in there where they can say, you're not having a jeweller, or so therefore they can do whatever they want? Okay. Because once they're there, you can't stop them. So you stop them before they're going. It's yeah. my thought process. We can manage that going through with, with Independent Street moving forward. 
you know, I've got clothes and contracts. Yeah, I've got contracts, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, but, yeah, but as soon as they'll be there and they'll come in, they'll so come in, but you're it's not going to... I bought a burger store outside, four seasons, four food. It's, it's just going to cause that, but... Okay. Yeah. So Yeah, so one thing they talk about in their report is the increased footfall and there's the, I mean they've said there's a huge difference between healthy competition that helps all the businesses to thrive and unhealthy competition. I've got friends that live in other places nearby that have these artisan markets and it's it's lovely, like you go over and you do the nice things for the kids to do and it's just a really pleasant time to meet up with people and it's just it's nice, it's the sort of market that I would expect to see in Frodsham, so as long as we can negotiate favourable terms that keep all of our existing businesses happy, it is something that I would really support because I think it would really add something to Frodsham and bring more tourism to Frodsham and in turn they might spend more money. It seems to work well in Northwich, doesn't it? It does, yeah, it's that's all literally right outside the shop. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's one last thing. It's not going to be one of these markets, is it, where you see like a Christmas market and it's like 50 quid for like a burger or something. It's going to be competitively priced, so to attract people in, not the usual, just let's, oh, it's a market, let's trip everybody off coming down the street. I'm sure there'll be a variety. Most artisan goods tend to be homemade, so... Oh, yeah, we have to see that being homemade, and you're not going to pay Tesco prices there, but no. sometimes it's ridiculous. But you might pay similar to a Devonshire bakery price if you're, if you're looking at yeah. it. Oh. Bakery products or. Uh, I don't know. We look. 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 We We send suggestions or comments that We have now? Because obviously I appreciate there's a lot of things that people are thinking about now and possibly want to leave this room. Is there somewhere we can send those so that uh, Independent Street can see those and see what potential concerns there are, such as certain councillors saying this and the other? Absolutely. And would that go to Joe? If it goes to Lindy, because yeah. Lindy's covering uh, yeah. the, the events now, um, what we'll do before, if, if it gets approved, we'll have another meeting with Lisa and Independent Street and just kind of thrash out some of the, the, the detail of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So do you want us to take a vote on this now? If we're happy we to take a vote. Yeah, I think it's a favourite thing. Do you want a show of hands for approved? I think that's a unanimous, Joe. Thank you. Great. Thank you so much. I really do think it'll be great um, for Roger and it's going to be grow, grow as well. Uh, so, agenda item number 14. This is Castle Park Art Centre and this is the solar panel installation. Um, so, just to note the report that's been provided. Um, by, by Joe, and obviously we heard from Peter earlier on in public speaking time. So this is to consider supporting the bid using the funds remaining in the 2023-2024 Climate Action Budget, which haven't been spent, which amounts to 5,270. So we'll be looking to grant that to the Arts Centre so they can install their solar panels. Can I ask a question on it? Okay. I, I'm fully supportive on it, you know, but Word of caution, you're in a conservation area, there's people I know have been refused solar panels in the conservation area, so hypothetically if they put in for solar panels up Main Street, which is a, a lovely Main Street on a south facing roof, you could eventually have them on Cottage Tea Shop, Snap West Bank, and it will ruin the appearance of the, of the Main Street. So just a word of caution. Okay. Noted. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I've got a report in your meeting pack. So to date, the crowdfunding for the solar panels has received a total pledge of 15,283. The target is 21,075. The majority of the money that's been put in has come from Cheshire West and Chester Council. Okay. I'd, I'd, sorry. Are you? I would. I don't object to putting something in, but I don't think I would go the full five round. Okay. Lucy. Um, yeah, I'd just like to draw attention. That, you know, every year we give we give a large amount to the youth centre, 
I mean, the Arts Centre is a hugely important asset to our community. I think we've got a climate crisis and it's important to be taking steps towards addressing that. I don't, 5,000-ish as, as a one-off cost isn't even the same as what we give to the Youth Centre on an annual basis. And I would really like to see us support the Arts Centre. I understand Mark's concerns about the conservation area, but presumably there would be stipulations perhaps on the side of the roof that faces the main street. Perhaps it's more suitable to put yeah. those on the back so it doesn't yeah. take away yeah. from the yeah. aesthetic of the market town. But I do think that we're in a position where we do need to be moving more towards renewable energy. It's, it's important. Uh, yeah. How is it done? We've got to go for what's it, 15? 15, 15, 15 2, 8, 3. And we've got 5. 15, 3, 7, 3. So that, that, yeah. that'll take it, that'll that'll take take it to, to, to 21. Yeah. And if it's crowdfunding, then obviously you know, the, the community. I'm just having a sense that we're, we're asking the community to part fund Hot Page Woods, and then we're giving money away to another Space High project. It doesn't seem. But we've, we, we have funded part of Pop Wood as well. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. well, we own our Pop Wood. Exactly. We've got to maintain it. Yes. Um, and say, I, I don't have a problem with uh, helping the Arts Centre out, but I just think that we shouldn't be giving them more of that nightmare under our Okay. I prefer if it were more like, say, half of that. Okay. So, so do you want to take a vote? Oh, sorry. Pappy, do you want to? Probably the end of the budget, yeah, we'll give them all the money. We don't need it for climate action. So is that a proposal? So I propose that we give all the money. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So is it anyone uh, approvals? So that's carried. That's great. Thank you very much. Um, we're now going to go into part B, so unfortunately we have to exclude the lesson.